I, I, I don't know if you know this, but of course, St. Jude, his real name is Judas. But as you can imagine, nobody wanted us mixing up Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, and Judas, who gave up his life for Jesus. So over time, people came to call Judas Jude. Um, and because of that kind of bizarre positioning of having the same name as, if I may be so bold, perhaps the first and best traitor of Christianity, uh, they changed it and, and gave him that title of the patron saint of impossible cases. Um, uh, there's a note in one of the devotionals that says uh, people who were um, uh, the kind of the lowest came to embrace St. Jude. It, it's what you call um, sensu fidei, the sense of the faithful. That the church, if, if I may, at the, the top of the food chain started picking up messages from us that we are so blessed by this St. Jude. I thought of a couple things. Uh, first of all, the idea that um, when you take Jude and Judas, you, you again have the same name but totally different people. And in my head, my first reaction was, well, do I act more like Jude or do I act more like Judas? Uh, Jude embraced divine wisdom. Judas embraced human wisdom. And I was kind of going through and I realized I'm, I'm a bit of both, okay? Both of those people, in a sense, live inside of me. I am fully capable of, in the name of Jesus, abandoning his wisdom to win a fight. How about you? I am fully capable of that. And I know I'm also capable, by God's grace, of being morally heroic. Um, I uh, thank the Lord that when he called those disciples... He, he knew how this could end, would end, and Judas still had a chance. Do you know what I mean? Still had a chance. He didn't call 11 and say, well, I was going to call that guy, but he's going to turn traitor. He invites us into the church, whether we're Judas or Jude. The second thing is more, uh, if I may be so bold, of our, our current circumstance in the state of Michigan in particular with uh, Proposal 3. I uh, find myself in my human reasoning very afraid slash frustrated. Uh, we who are pro-life don't have tens and millions and even hundreds of millions of dollars to dump into advertising campaigns. Um, I, I just this morning, Dad and I, we finish our prayer and we watch the sports news and then we watch what we call the real news, you know, uh, television. And it's all ads. Every single ad we saw was about how wonderful abortion is and how uh, Proposal 3 is going to make everything better. And, 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 and I go and I see even my former students sometimes advocating for this horror Yesterday, I, I watched a speech where someone pointed out if you're pro-abortion, you have the universities, you have the media, you have the social networks, you have the support of every multi-billion dollar company in the U.S. 
And I think I struggle with feeling hopeless about it all. And how perfect that St. Jude is in some part of heaven going, um, hey, yeah, remember, remember me? Yeah, remember how a murderer named Saul became St. Paul? Remember how a goofy little shepherd became King David? Remember how a child born in the dark of night during a census and who barely escaped death is the son of God? Do you remember the impossible? God's good at the impossible. So uh, forgive the long homily, but I, I thought both of those points were important for us today. At least I'll be honest for me. Recognizing someday I'm Judas receiving communion. It breaks my heart. Some days I'm Jude uh, receiving communion, and I'm so grateful. And in these moments where victory seems impossible by human wisdom, it's a bit comical when we put it up against the intercession of so mighty a saint as Jude. Amen? Amen. Okay.